And new this afternoon, November 8th. Yes, finally, finally, we have a date. November the 8th, that is the day that the land border with the U.S. will be reopened, the first time since the pandemic began. Big news, obviously, particularly for snowbirds wanting to drive to their favorite winter getaways. And joining us now for more on this is Stephen Fine, Managing Editor of Snowbird Advisor, the ultimate online guide for Canadian snowbirds. Stephen joins us now here on Global News Radio. Stephen, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, first off, now that we've got this date, November the 8th, just uh, how relieved are uh, your readers and I guess just snowbirds in general? Well, you can just imagine how relieved everybody is. They've been sitting on pins and needles. Uh, some people have made alternate plans to to fly down who would normally drive. But, you know, we did a survey at Snowbird Advisor last year, and approximately 70% of snowbirds who go to the U.S. usually drive down under normal circumstances, and then only 30% fly down. So this is a big relief for all of those snowbirds. So a lot of snowbirds were looking at maybe a second uh, winter uh, staying here in Canada for the most part uh, up until this uh, announcement, uh, I guess, earlier this week. And now that we've got the date of November 8th. Well, I, I wouldn't say that most of them were going to stay home. I think last year, last year, according to our our, our member uh, feedback, about 30% of snowbirds went last year. And we know that many more were going to go this year no matter what. But they were. it was a question of, are they going to be able to drive? Are they going to have to fly? And a number of them who want their vehicles in the U.S. were sort of considering how, you know, are we going to have to have our vehicle transported over to the down to the U.S. and either transported to our winter destination or across the border and have to fly there and pick it up. So people were prepared to make alternate arrangements, but this is going to really help everybody else and, and, and simplify the process. All right. So with the announcement today of November 8th, Stephen, uh, what do snowbirds and I guess anybody really crossing the land border, uh, what do they need to know before they get there? Well, there were two big questions before today, one of them being, when is this going to become available? And now we know that it's it's the 8th that it's going to happen. The second big question is for snowbirds who uh, have mixed vaccines. Um, there was also a question until recently about snowbirds who had two shots of AstraZeneca, but it appears that the U.S. is going to accept people now who have two doses of AstraZeneca because they are accepting uh, WHO-approved vaccines. But there has been no word yet on people who had mixed vaccines, and there are a number of snowbirds who fall into that mixed-dose category, and we are waiting to see what happens on that front. So that is a big concern um, for, for snowbirds who are planning on driving down. Mm-hmm. And that clarity when it comes to mixed doses or mixed vaccines, uh, do we know, ha- have you heard, is two different mRNA vaccines considered a mixed dose if you've got, say, Pfizer first and then a follow-up of uh, Moderna, or is it just a AstraZeneca and then a mRNA vaccine uh, afterwards? Is that considered a mixed dose? Do, do we have any clarity even on that? We don't have clarity on it, but our understanding and how we're proceeding is that both of those would be considered mixed-dose vaccines. Now, that's not to say that the U.S. wouldn't treat those differently when they come out with their final guidelines in the coming days and weeks and say, look, you can have two mRNA vaccines from different providers, but you can't have AstraZeneca and another mRNA. But we'd just be speculating on that front right now. Um, so, so we don't know, and what we're doing is waiting for the guidelines just so that we can inform people about it. Sure, and we're expecting those, obviously, before November the 8th. Is that our hope? Well, 
we would we would hope so absolutely and if not we hope that you know they they may not allow it at the beginning but they may eventually allow mixed dose vaccines or they may allow it in the coming days um unfortunately we don't have any visibility into what the u.s government is is doing at this point in time so we're gonna have to sit tight and wait and see what happens there yeah do we have any clarity what the canadian government is offering i know that several provinces quebec in particular they've been offering a third shot if you do have what is considered a mixed dose in order to no longer be considered mixed and be able to get into, say, the United States or even uh, other countries. Uh, I don't think we've heard anything from the Ontario government regarding uh, perhaps a a third dose if you're going to have problems or it's going to be problematic if you want to travel and you've got uh, what is considered a mixed vaccine or mixed dose vaccine. Well, that's that's an excellent point, and it's something that we've considered as well. And you're correct that some provinces, including Quebec as well as others, are allowing uh, people who have mixed dose vaccines to get a third vaccine for the specific purpose of allowing them to be able to travel. No word from the Ontario government yet. Uh, we're we're somewhat disappointed in that because you know it's it's one thing to depend on be at the whim of the US government and what their policies are but giving a third dose to people in Ontario and other provinces that aren't offering it yet is completely within our control and it appears that we have enough vaccines here that it wouldn't cause a shortage to be able to do that so we're we're hopeful that the Ontario government would move quickly on that and, and allow people to get a third dose and just to bring our conversation full circle here, Stephen, we talked about just what a relief this is for snowbirds to be able to cross the land border, non-essential travel allowed as of uh, November the 8th. But, uh, you know, this is really a big deal from particularly last winter where maybe you could fly down, but uh, to your point, you couldn't take your vehicle or you had to have it uh, shipped. And our understanding is that even rental cars are almost pretty impossible to get in states like Arizona and Florida right now. So obviously this is just a... a Huge relief for a lot of snowbirds and others looking to escape to the south this winter. Absolutely. Rental cars, there's a, there's a huge shortage of rental cars. They're not available in most areas, and when they are available, they are much more expensive than you ever would have anticipated a rental car being in the past. So that is, that is a big relief. Now, you just touched on something very quickly I want to touch on as well. It, it looks like on the 8th, people who fly to the U.S. will also be required to be fully vaccinated, which was not a requirement before. So it looks like uh, snowbirds who are not vaccinated will not be able to fly or drive to the U.S. All right, so we've got the date, November 8th, but obviously a few more details to be uh, worked out, and hopefully in the uh, coming days we'll be able to sort all of this out. Stephen, really appreciate the time with us on this Friday. Thank you so much for joining us and breaking this down. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right, be well. Stephen Fine is the managing editor of Snowbird Advisor, and yes, again, we've got the date this afternoon. Just announced... November the 8th, the land uh, border crossing will be uh, reopened to non-essential travel. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.